Welcome to the Nerdthusiast Gaming Podcast, where today we are recording for our October show here in September of 2023. Happy Halloween to all you guys out there. With me as always is my good friend Wes. Wes, how you doing? What's going on, my friend? Getting over being a little little sick, but uh, I'm good to be here. Happy to be here. Well, I appreciate you pushing through, man. You obviously didn't have to do this, but uh, we <laughs> thank you for being here. We hope you feel better soon. It's all good, man. Can't disappoint. <laughs> no doubt. This show's topics consist of horrific horror video game prices, scary low-priced games to pick up now, best jump scare moments, and underappreciated horror games. Now, some of these games you might not categorize as horror. You might put them in like spooky games or something like that, but whatever you want to call them, that's what we're focused on today. Um, Additionally, you're going to see some sports titles, specifically basketball, called out under the uh, horrific video game prices. Uh, It is basketball season also, just starting up soon, so we just want to Throw a few of those in there for the mix of the season. Let's start out with our first price. Uh, you're going to have to correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but uh, the name is Quan or Kuan. It's K U O N. It's a PS2 game. It uh, has a Metacritic score of 57, so not great, let's say. <laughs> but uh, it is a sought after game on PS2. It's kind of hard to find. Uh, it's certainly hard to find. A loose copy of this game is $500. Complete in box is $900, and a sealed copy is $1,383. Wes, do you have this one? I don't. I don't. I remember it. Kuan, I I, I remember the game. I could see yeah, the box. See the box in my head. On it. Yep, see the box in my head. I just, but no, I don't. That's one I do not own. Yeah, but well, you see that out in the wild. You got to pull that up for sure. I'm looking at the prices. Loose. Loose, five hundred dollars. That's right. Now wow. we were gonna do we were gonna do Rule of Rose, but this game's actually I think more expensive than Rule of Rose is, which is which is crazy, you know. And if it's not, it's it's right up there with it. Rule of Rose is like the one everybody knows now, but exactly. this is definitely another one you want to keep your your eyes peeled for. Yeah, but even still, I'm looking, man. Complete in box, nine hundred dollars. For a PS2 game. For a PS2 game. I mean, I'm assuming it, there weren't a whole lot produced, not a whole lot sold. Low print run for sure. Very, very. Because I, you know, I do remember coming in the store. Oh, yeah. I'm sure we sold that game for like $10 in like a bargain bin at some point. <laughs> Guaranteed. Or, or it was one of those we got it one time and then that was it. Well, yeah, maybe probably knew we've gotten like one time, mm-hmm. but then like used. I definitely remember seeing it, and it was not that expensive, you know. Definitely, it was definitely under twenty dollars. Definitely, like towards the end where no one cared about PS2 games. <laughs> um, next up was one of your picks. So this is again not not. Eh, I guess it's kind of harsh. You could describe it better than I can because I never played it or owned it. But we got Snatcher for Sega CD. Man. The Snatcher, Snatcher is definitely on my top 20 favorite games of all time. You know, it was uh, Kojima's first game. It was, yeah. it was very Blade Runner. For those who've seen Blade Runner, the movie, awesome. it was, you know, you were a detective in search of replicants as they were, you know, Blade Runner calls them. But it, it combined like point and click detective work. It had a light gun option so there was some shooting aspects i didn't know that that's awesome that game was so good the story wrapped me in it was so 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 good snatcher is expensive yeah yes it is snatcher is expensive i a loose sega cd for snatcher you're talking 768 dollars complete in box is just under a thousand 995. And if you could find a sealed, you're looking at 1500. I mean, I this is one of those games that I got rid of and I regret and I just I can't I just I can't find again. Yeah, I'm sorry you got rid of that one, man. There's there's only been a handful. I think I mentioned it before. I've got I only like traded in I've traded in games. Let me be clear. I've traded in games, but I like had those games in my possession because they were going to be like trade-ins. Like there's stuff I didn't care about, right? But the games I actually had that it was like when I was a kid that I traded in, 
I got all of them back except for one. And it's not even like a hard... I could go buy it right now if I wanted to. But it's like... First off, it wasn't a great game. It was like a stupid puzzle game. But it's like... Just knowing that I gave them away, like I had to go back and buy them. So like later on in life, I did go back and get, you know, the ones from my childhood that I sold for sure. But I, I didn't sell Snatcher, unfortunately. <laughs> you know, fortunately and unfortunately, because I also never owned Snatcher. Oh, man. You know, I, I still try to find a copy of Snatcher, hoping I can get a good deal on it. You know, when I go to conventions and stuff and retro shops. But are you, uh, let me be clear. Are you not seeing it at all? Or is it just like so expensive? You're just like, it's not worth it right now. I'm not seeing it at all. Okay. At all. Um, I wish. <laughs> I wish, you know, but just for a Sega CD game to be so expensive, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, complete in box under a thousand dollars. I mean, we're talking Panzer Dragoon Saga level type pricing. No doubt. Yeah, it's it's crazy, man. But Sega CD collecting is definitely, you know pretty popular now you know there's still it's still such a weird system in my opinion like i don't own a sega cd but i'm also not like you know dying to have one either like i'm sure there's some good games on it but it's like come on man how many good games were there really like obviously snatchers one but i don't know there's 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 a handful you could find you could find some enjoyment in it i love sure. sega cd I'm sure there's cool RPGs. I know that for a fact, but like, I also don't really care about Japanese RPGs. So it's like that system just true seems kind of unappealing to me for the most part. <laughs> a system that was not unappealing to me was PS1. And with that, we have Silent Hill 1. Now, the, the price we're looking at here for this game is the non-greatest hits one. I think the greatest hits is a little bit cheaper, um, but this is the, you know, the black label one, the, the one that you're used to seeing. Uh, for Silent Hill on PS1. We got a loose copy at 131. A complete in box copy is 177. And a sealed copy is 1102. $1,102 for a sealed copy of Silent Hill 1. Which is crazy because as I just mentioned, this was a greatest hits game. So you had to reach a certain sales threshold to even be a greatest hits. So this game sold a ton of copies. And just a complete in box one is $177. So that would indicate to me that there's plenty of copies out in the wild, but the people who want it aren't selling it. They're hanging on to it, you know, for whatever reason, probably because it's a great game, you know? Oh but, my God, it's, it's fantastic. Well, let me ask you this thing to see if I'm even close to being correct. How often do you see this in your store? Is this happening frequently or like, you know, do you guys barely have it? I, I know you had it at one point for sure. Um, occasionally. Silent Hill 1 does pop up occasionally. It, you know, it's not every week, it's not every month, but it does it does show up often. Okay, more um, often than I would think for that for that price, anyways. You know, I I would think if you if you just said guess, I would probably guess the game was probably closer to like eighty bucks, ninety bucks, um, something like that would be my guess. But definitely not one hundred and seventy seven for a complete box. See, I I actually thought if I, it would be more expensive. Really? I honestly, I thought Silent Hill One, the black label version, would mm-hmm. be a little bit, little bit more expensive. Why do you think that? Uh, just because it's it's one you don't see too often in the wild. Okay. Um, at least I haven't seen it. Like I said, I do come across it every now and then in the store, but uh, it was one of those. Like Silent Hill games in general, like Silent Hill 1, 2, and 3, all kind of hold their value. But Silent Hill 1, for some reason, I just I assumed it would be a little bit more expensive than I than 177. I thought it would hit like 200, 250-ish. Gotcha. But, oh my God, that game was so good. So, so good. I need a remake. <laughs> it's a classic, man. What if they were making two, right? They're not remaking one. Oh, they need to right? get one. I'm pretty sure that's correct. I'm pretty sure they're making yeah. two. They're making two and not one. Yeah, because two gave you Pyramid Head, which was fine, but one was just did you had the little shadow babies, man. Sheer creepiness. You one know what's a shame? Was so good. 
they re-released them. Uh, they did like that HD collection. Uh, yep. I want to say it was yep. on PS3 and 360. Yep. And they botched the ports. Like they did, they did, they didn't. They screwed up like the game. Like I read in a book because I almost bought it. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I found it. Like I want to say I found it like six months to a year ago for like twenty bucks or less. It wasn't expensive. Mm-hmm. So I was like. All right, well, is this the best way to play these games? Because I haven't played them before. So I was like, this maybe this is a great way to do it. It's HD, fantastic. Then I started reading the reviews and they're like, oh, basically, they're, people were just saying, just go play the originals. Like, it's not worth it. Like, they, I'm do, sure the HD part looks nice, but the, the, you know, the core gameplay was screwed up, I guess. I do own the HD collection. And I one day I said I was going to go back and play them. But uh, no, maybe not now. <laughs> From what I hear, you should just play the originals, man. That's what I'm. That's what I hear. Next up is a uh, uh, one that you should talk about because this is right up your alley. This is a not a traditional fighting game, but a, but a brawler, right? Oh, oh yeah, we got Final Fight for Super Nintendo. Final Fight Final Three. F- Final Fight Three in particular. That's right. Now Which this was is- yeah that came like the last of the run. It was, it was a late release on the SNES, is what you're saying, right? It was. It definitely was. Yeah, it had to be a late, late release because I don't think it's, you know, probably it sells as well as you would think other Final Ga- Fight games did. And it goes for quite a bit of money. So, loose, you're looking at 135. Complete in box is 451. Sealed is 1440. So, we usually talk about complete in box. Complete in box is 451 for Final Fight. That's dang for high. Final Fight 3. Yeah. I mean, it's Final Fight. It's on Super Nintendo. It's complete. So I expect it to be a little pricey. But, I mean, that's that's a lot. That's a I, know, lot. I know nothing about Final Fight. I'll be completely transparent. I know, like, what? next to nothing about Final Fight. So tell me, is this considered the best one? Or is, like, a different version of the game better? Um... You know what? Three just gave you new characters. It still had the side-scrolling brawler aspect of it. Okay. But it was just... It, it added new characters because as the story progresses, I think Cody gets locked up and you don't have him. So you have someone else taking his place. And you have Guy and, and uh, Hagar, who's now the mayor. It's... It still plays. It still plays <laughs> like Final Fight. It still plays like Final Fight, which is fantastic. But it was a, uh, oh man, it was so good. This Final Fight. <laughs> so g- g- tell me this: Streets of Rage or Final Fight? Like, which one are you picking? <sighs> oh man. Uh, ooh, man, you put me on the spot. Final Fight or Streets of Rage? I got to go with Streets of Rage. Okay. Uh, but not by much. Not by much. I mean, Final I will Fight, go with them too just because I'm familiar. But now Final Fight has a place in my heart because I remember playing the original in the arcade. And then it came to Super Nintendo. And I was in my awe. Loved it. So, you know, there's always a soft spot for Final Fight. <laughs> no doubt. I even bought the crappy 3D remake that they did like years ago. Oh, they Final, did a remake? Final Fight Streetwise. It was like a remake of the first one or like what was it? It was I it was like on the original Xbox. Um yeah. It's called Final Fight Streetwise. Mm. And it was a side it was a 3D brawler, but it it didn't have the same essence. It did wasn't Final Fight. All right, let's hop into some sports titles, guys. Now I'm going to mix these up just a little bit from what we have on the list. I'm going to put NBA ballers up first. Now, you're probably saying to yourself, why is NBA ballers on this list? <laughs> well, for whatever reason, I guess the, there was probably a low print run of this game. Uh, specifically, we're talking about the Platinum Hits version on the original Xbox. NBA ballers, Platinum Hits, original Xbox. Now, these aren't like crazy numbers, at least not for loose. Loose is 60 bucks, which that's a lot for... A basketball game, right? Mm-hmm. Complete in box, you're looking at 360. And if you have a sealed NBA Ballers Platinum Hits Edition on Xbox, you're looking at $864, which is a lot for probably a mediocre basketball game. I mean, 
$360 for NBA ballers? Yeah. Come, yeah. come on, man. A complete really? one. <laughs> yeah, dude. Really? That's what I'm saying. These are horrific prices. <laughs> like, that's the whole point of the segment, right? Horrific video game prices. Like, yeah. NBA ballers. That's, I thought, man, I find that very, very hard to believe. It's just that, but in particular, we're talking about the Platinum Hits edition. It has to not, be the Platinum Hits version to get that. Not players. the regular one. Okay. Right. So, obviously, kind of go back to my point about um, Silent Hill. Greatest Hits, Platinum Hits, same thing. They sold a bunch of copies. But when the time, the time came to make the Platinum Hits version, they must have only made a few of them expecting not to sell you know, a bunch of them with that Platinum Hits label. That, that has got to be the case. There's no other explanation hmm. as to why NBA ballers on original Xbox is going for, you know, above three hundred dollars. <laughs> it's funny because I I want to say it's like again, it's another game that I see the I see the cover in my head. It's got a white cover, you know, NBA ballers scribbled in blue and um just I never never thought. I, you know, I expected NBA Street to be on there as opposed to NBA Ballers. I didn't. I mean, it might have been on there if I have had to go back and take a look. But I don't. I think I don't think Street had like a special version or anything. And that game, the, the first two nah. games, sold extraordinarily well. Yeah, nah, NBA Streets. I mean, they're they're not like this level, but it's crazy. It is. And then this was even crazier because we were just going through trying to find some stuff that's like, what the hell? What do you mean this makes, you know, this makes no sense. But again, probably due to a low print run. Disney Sports Basketball on GameCube. Loose. $291. Complete in box. Going to set you back 1G. $1,000. Complete in box. That's an opened copy. And if you got yourself a sealed Disney Sports Basketball on the GameCube, you're looking at a cool $2,900. Yo, you remember when these came in the store for GameCube? Yeah, no one bought them. They just sat there. They just sat there. And there was a bunch of Disney sports titles. There was the basketball. There was the hockey. Yeah. There was the baseball. Like, nobody bought them. I think we sold a few. Mm Mm-hmm. Man. We probably sold them when they dropped in price because you know those new ones probably got down to like twenty bucks, and then some people eventually like picked them up or something, or they might even gotten lower than that. But I guarantee you, NBA that that bad that uh, Disney basketball game was like twenty dollars or less in the store. I guarantee it. I believe it. Oh, I believe it. I believe it. It had Mickey uh, Mouse on the front with yep. a basketball. With a basketball, it was a hoop. A thousand dollars. Yeah. D- Disney basketball. $1,000. I mean, we definitely picked the right title for this show. Horrific video game prices because <laughs> it's just like it's crazy. It is, man. I mean, it, come on. No one wanted that game when it was 20 bucks. Now it's 1000 just because it was probably a low print run and nobody bought it so they didn't produce anymore. And, you know, and, and the prices we're talking about, and it's not like we're talking about like Panzer Dragoon Saga or Little Samson. Right. You know, stuff like, that you know is going to hold value and is going to be super expensive. We're talking Disney sports basketball with Mickey Mouse. That's right. <laughs> For a G. I wonder if it's because Disney's in the title. I wonder if that has anything to do with it. I, I, I doubt it. I think it probably is just more of a low print run, but I'm sure having that Disney you know name in there helps some sort of thing for collectors or something. That's, I don't know. It's crazy. It is crazy, but not crazier than the next one. This game is not available loose. So this I'm gonna, game I never even heard of. Okay. There's a reason you never heard of it. Uh, so this is NBA Elite 11 for PS3. Uh, a loose copy is not available. I'll explain that in a minute. Uh, complete in box $3,631. And a sealed copy is 5480 So, Wes, have you ever seen this game in your store? I've never even heard of it. You'd be very happy if it was in your store because you'd have a high-end product to sell because this game was never released to the public. It was printed 
it was given out to media to review. And before everybody had a chance to bash the crap out of the game, EA canceled it. But that, that was after copies were already out in the wild. There's not a lot of them, obviously. And that's why there's no loose ones. Right? They're just, mm-hmm. they're complete. Um, you know, for the handful of people that actually have this game. You know what? That sounds like the same situation that happened with Thrill Kill for PlayStation 1. It was done. Mm. It was pressed. It was ready to go. And they pulled it at the last minute. Are there copies of that like floating out in the wild? Floating around. Yeah. I mean, I got a copy. I managed to get my hands on a copy. What? For real? It's um the game's not good. No. Nah, but. but you still have something that's like, you know, supposed to be canceled. That's awesome. Yeah, but it's like, huh. But it's like, yeah, it's like, wow, okay. Cause I'm like NBA Elite, I've never heard of that, but you know, I could see I could see why. Yeah, I mean, even if you open it and played it, you're looking at over three grand. <laughs> Can you imagine just like working for like IGN or something and it was just like, oh yeah, they canceled it, don't worry about the review, and you hung onto the disc. Because no one cared. Because the game doesn't exist. <laughs> the game, now it's worth like over three grand. Man. <laughs> That's funny. Wow. All right, guys, so that's what we had for our horrific video game prices. We hope you enjoyed that segment. Our next topic is going to be video game prices that are so low, it's scary. And you should go buy these, like, now. They could go now. up. Maybe they won't. Now, now. Go buy them now. <laughs> go get them today. Uh, so we have a couple different ones on here. Wes and I both picked a few different options, but these are games that are Good to great, you know, excellent titles that you guys should check out uh, in some cases. And they are very inexpensive. The most expensive one is under $12. Um, but Wes, you picked the first one, so please take it away. I did. And this is a game that we're going to mention a couple times. Mm-hmm. It's getting a lot of love this episode. It is. That's yeah, Alien Isolation. Man, that game was so good. Look, I don't know why it didn't get as much love as it should have. I mean, people, some people trashed it. I thought the game was fantastic. It was, if you're a fan of the Alien movies, it it had that eerie, atmospheric, you know, tension going on. It, oh, my God. It was so, so, so good. And it's only... You could pick it up for ten bucks. This is my one of my shame games. I mean, this game is something I need to play. I bought it uh, when it was on sale. I got it on through Xbox, and I got like the special, like the complete edition. Like it has like all the DLC, mm-hmm. everything. And I think when I bought it, it was like five or six dollars for like for like everything. So I have it, have everything for it. I, I just need a little bit of time to play it, but I'm looking forward to it. It, lo- it sounds awesome. It looks awesome. It's a it's a shooter, right? It's a first person shooter, but it's a uh, it's a lot of it's a lot of investigating. It's a lot of puzzle solving, kind of Resident Evil style. Um, instead of zombies, you have an alien, and it's it's yeah. Uh, this was like one of the launch titles for the Xbox One, and that was like my day one purchase, and it was so good. It was worth every minute playing it sounds fantastic man i really got i really got to dig some time into to playing that i gotta i gotta get i gotta put that towards the top of the the backlog you know and start getting through some stuff that i missed my biggest problem right now is i started playing tears of the kingdom so all my free time is completely gone that game is amazing by the way i don't know if you you probably haven't played it right i'm assuming you don't play nintendo games so much I haven't touched it. I just picked up Mortal Kombat and Lies of P, so that's like the next on my list. Did you pay for Lies of P, or did you get it through Game Pass? No, nah, I paid for it. You know I got to buy the physical. Yeah, I know. All right. I should. <laughs> well, I got to ask these questions now. Who the hell knows if, there, if there's a physical copy? I didn't know if there's a physical copy. I have no, no idea. That, there's a physical copy, so, so yeah, so no. I didn't, I didn't play uh, the Zelda yet, because these are my next adventures. Anyways, let's get into the next one because the next one is kind of the same lines. A little, little has a little creepiness to it. Fantastic story, interesting characters, um, and now that now this is 
this probably blows Alien Isolation out of the water. Not no offense to that game, but this is three games in one plus like all the DLC, and this is mm-hmm. the Bioshock Collection, which Wes, it's eleven dollars and fifty cents. Yep, to get all three. Yeah, Alien Isolation was ten dollars. By the way, I don't. I think we might have forgot to mention mm-hmm. that it was ten dollars for Alien Isolation. Yep. Eleven fifty for the three Bioshock games. Are you kidding me? Bi- Bioshock One is one of my all-time favorite games, hands down. Top five, easy. I pull it out every couple months and play it. Two, eh, not so much. Infinite was really, really good, even though it disappointed me in some areas. But man, I had the Bioshock collection, and it twelve bucks. Come on, man. You There's no way you can't buy that. If you've never played Bioshock, now's the time to pick it up because you will not be disappointed. Yeah, this this collection was released during the Xbox One PS4 era, so you can get it for either console or there. I'm sure it's probably on Steam and you know other platforms as well. The The thing I'll say about 2 is I never played it, but the uh, there's a, a DLC expansion to 2 called Minerva's Den. And that's supposed to be some of the best DLC ever created, like period. So you get that in there as well. So even if you weren't crazy about two, there may be a reason to go back and, you know, push through to get to the DLC on that one. Yeah. And I'm almost positive the the collection also includes the DLC for the third one for, for Bioshock Mm -hmm. Infinite. Um, Yeah. I think it has a DLC for everything. Yeah, man. It's such a good, such a good value. Yeah, Infinite I loved, man. Like, I really, really loved Infinite a lot. That year was like, I want to say it was 20, crap, was it 2013 that it came out? I feel like it was 2013 when that game came out. It was a while ago. It was a while ago. But the reason I think that it was is because I think I played that back-to-back with The Last of Us. And I was just like, holy crap, like, (laughs) there's just so much good stuff. It was like mind blowing. I distinctly remember that. I'm pretty sure the other game was The Last of Us. Right? That's why I think it was 2013. But correct okay. me if I'm wrong. No, Infinite, Infinite, Infinite was good. I enjoyed Infinite. I just, I wish there were more like Big Daddy elements in it. You know, mm-hmm. the Patriots were, you know, teased to be like the new Big Daddies, and they yeah. really weren't. And at that kind I'll give of. You that. That was the only disappointing thing, but story-wise, fantastic. The Patriots are still super cool, though. They were cool. They were cool. Not as menacing as a Big Daddy, but... I was just going to say, they didn't scare the crap out of you the way Big Daddy did, that's for sure. No. But, oh, man. Yeah, no, definitely. 12 bucks, worth every penny. This next one's even lower. And the reason it's on here, it's not a horror game, but the price is so low that it's scary. And also, Wes and I happen to love this game for PS1. And that is Siphon Filter. And if you guys have PlayStation Plus Premium, I think you can play it for free through there if you're paying for that tier of service. If you're not, it's $9. You can pick it up, you know. That's what the going rate is for, like, a complete box one. So go to eBay, pick up yourself some Siphon Filter. Uh, oh, this is Siphon Filter 2. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Siphon Filter 2 is $9. Correction. Still a great game. I love them both. Uh, I, I loved all three of them. But I think one and two was... I think three got a little weird, but I think one and two were pretty mm-hmm. damn solid, if I remember correctly. Good old Gabe Logan. <laughs> Gabe Logan. Yeah, man. Was, I mean, Siphon Filter 1 was great. It was great. It was, And then Siphon Filter 2 just built upon the greatness and mm-hmm. made it even better. Yeah. Three, I don't remember as well for some reason. Like, I feel like it got off the tracks or something. Like, it wasn't the same. But one and two were fantastic. Yes. And everybody out there was like, oh, Metal Gear, Metal Gear. I was like, no, nah, this is way better than Metal Gear. I still stick to that today. I don't care what anybody says. It was a lot more action-y than Metal Gear. It relied, very, it relied more on the action and less on the stealth, whereas Metal Gear is the opposite. Metal Gear is, like, mostly stealth. Yeah, that's definitely true. But definitely a game worth checking out if you if that sounds like something you would like. Game with another two in it, also harkening back to PS1. This is Driver 2. This is in a pre-Grand Theft Auto 3 world, right? So this is like kind of the beginnings of getting out of your car, shooting and doing some other stuff, but mm-hmm. lots and lots of fun. 
for driver one and two. Yeah, I agree. Driver one was fantastic. Driver two, again, even better. Kind of like same thing with Siphon Filter. They just built upon the greatness. They added some aspects of it, you know, and you can get out of the car. I feel like this is a series that could come back strong today mm-hmm. because Grand Theft Auto, Grand Theft Auto 5 just had its 10th year anniversary. And there's oh there's no date for six yet. So I don't understand why nobody's competing during the off years of Grand Theft Auto. There's no reason. Like, I get Grand Theft Auto is the biggest thing on the planet. I'm not telling you to release your GTA-like game the same year GTA comes out. But you let a couple years pass, there's no reason you couldn't. I'm just saying. Driver could come back. The getaway could come back. All these things could come back and have a home. Oh, man. The getaway was getaway was great. It was so good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, the getaway came out of nowhere. And it was like, huh, okay. Yeah, that was good. Story-wise was good. Play mechanics was good. Second one, eh. But the first, yeah, yeah you brought up a good one. Getaway. I'm, I'm just saying that they could bring those back and they would have a they would have a place. That's what I, I personally Definitely. feel they would have a place. Definitely. Definitely. But driver two for ten bucks, it's definitely worth picking up. Oh yeah. Now something a little more in depth, but staying again on the PlayStation side, they have a lot of good stuff that you guys can get for cheap. During the PS3, there was a, a game I haven't really played anything like this at that point. Obviously, I played a lot of stuff like this now. Uh very cinematic, very story-based. Your decisions matter and affect the outcome of the story. The things you do can change what happens in the story. And this is uh, this is Heavy Rain, which is one of my favorite PS3 games. Yep. I agree. Now, we're talking cheap games. This game is going for $7. Wes, when I go to Starbucks, it costs almost $7 for my drink. <laughs> You guys can go pick this up for seven bucks. Heavy Rain was so good. Man. I, I've been I've been saying this just about every game we talk about, but Heavy Rain was really good. It was Whoa. so it it was story driven, and they came out with a series of like those choice like pick your adventure type games mm-hmm. with Heavy Rain, Beyond Two Souls, um, Detroit. The, oh my God, Detroit was fantastic. I mean, Detroit was the best game that that studio has ever made. Detroit was superb. It was, but Heavy Rain was no slouch either. No, and it kind of kicked that whole thing off of that studio. They they made a lot of games like that later on, but this was the beginning, and this was definitely worth worth a play for sure. It was like a uh, like a mystery sort of that you were trying to solve. Essentially, it's the best way I could describe it without getting into too much detail. Exactly. There was there was some. Action sequences, not a whole lot. You know, some puzzles here or there. You know, you were a detective, so you had to try to figure stuff out. Play it as multiple characters. But the story just kept you involved, man. And I get I get so many of these in the store. You know, heavy, heavy rain, and they're they're cheap. They're dirt cheap. Seven dollars. And the game, if you've never played any of those, please pick up heavy rain. Certainly worth seven bucks. So next, we're going to be talking about underappreciated horror games. That's right. I mean, there's or, been, or there's been so many. Or spooky let's say, games. Let's say some spooky games. Because not all well, these are horror games, to be fair. But they correct. have spooky elements or something along those lines. Spooky elements. Um, you know, there's been there's so many over the mm-hmm. years. There's been so many. And some of them get more love than others. Yes. So, you know, that's why you and I started talking. And it was like, man. These games just need more love. So we're going to show a few, a handful of games that we felt should get a little bit more love. And we're going to kick things off with Buffy for the Xbox. That's right. Buffy the Vampire Slayer was an Xbox exclusive. It kind of played as an episode of the TV show. Had the original voice actors. Yep. That game was top notch. Top notch. They did make a sequel, which was good. Not as good as the first one, I would say. But it was fine. 
I love this game so much. And I watched the show. That that show was really popular. And that show was way better than it should have been. Like, thinking back to like that time, like, why is this show good? Like, it doesn't even make any sense. But it was. It was a good show. And the game, I, I think I enjoyed even more than the show. The game was like, the gameplay was solid. Mm-hmm. Playing through the, the game was like basically watching an episode of the show, essentially. And you had all the voice actors there, like Wes said. It, you guys definitely got to check that game out. If you, if you have an original Xbox, I, I don't think there's any way to play this as backwards compatibility goes. But if you can get a copy and you have an OG Xbox, you should definitely check this out. You know, the one thing I, I often wondered, and if it actually came out on PS2, would it have sold more? Mm. I'm sure that it would have. I don't doubt that. This wasn't exclusive, obviously, as Wes just alluded to. Um but I would have to assume so. I mean, Wes, just, just off of this alone, like let's not even talk about how popular the show was or anything like that. The PS2 to this day is still the best-selling console of all time. Mm-hmm. There's no way. They missed out on a ton of sales, for sure, by not having this thing on the PS2. I mean, but then we could have looked at it. Was the PS2 strong enough to run it? Because it, Xbox was a slightly more powerful system. It was. I, I can't think of anything specifically that would like allude to that either that would say this can't run on a PlayStation. Mm-hmm. I think that it may not. Typically, the games could run on either system, but usually if you looked at them like side by side, the Xbox ones tended to look a little bit better because it had mm-hmm. some more power behind it. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it sold enough because we got a sequel. When the sequel did come out on PS2. Oh, did it? I don't remember that. Yeah. Yeah, it did come it out. It did. Too. It did. You're right. It did. So strange, man. That must yeah. not have been a timed exclusive then, because you would think they would have like, you know, if a year had passed, they would have like mm-hmm. released the first one on PS2 and then like eventually got to the second one. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, there's still like a huge legion of Buffy fans out there. Uh, that Buffy came out with a comic book series, and you know, people are yep. a- are asking for it. You know, when the game came out, I mean, like I said, we sold it pretty decent in the store just based on what it was. Um, was it a system seller? No, but it did sell pretty well. And yeah, it was, it was a, Xbox, a good it was a game. game. It was. It was a very good game. If you had an Xbox, this was definitely a game you should pick up. Mm-hmm. Without a doubt. Next up, I just picked this up. I just got a copy of this on the OG Xbox as we're keeping that thing. But I haven't had a chance to play it yet. I've only had the game for a couple months. But Wes, tell me about Blood Omen 2. Oh, Legacy of Cain. Oh, man. That was... Uh, it was that was decent. Pretty decent. It, it started off as a PlayStation 1 top-down, like, isometric pseudo-role-playing game, adventure game. But then it kind of went to the 3D side of things um because that's where asriel's kind of spun out of soul reaver but blood omen you you played as kane you played as the vampire kane uh and you you know you hunted people and you you, you know sucked their blood and you fought enemies and it had a story to it. it had a story behind it um and it was it it legacy of kane had a had a did have a following i won't say it's as you know, extensive as Buffy, but it did have a following because everybody fell in love with Raziel from Soul Reaver. Which of those series did you like the best? You know, I I like the Blood Omen series. Yeah, I like the ones with Kane. Um, I mean, the Raziel ones were good, but it it dealt with the whole dimension shifting because you went from like present day to the past, and structures would change. But then there was a game that combined both of them since they came from the same universe. Mm. Uh, yeah, Legacy of Cain, Blood Omen Two. It is. It was. It was enjoyable. It's not too crazy expensive if you could find it. Decent no, story. I think I got line. my copy for like. I think I got a deal on it too. I think there. I think they were asking like twenty, and I paid like fifteen or ten for it or something like yeah. that. So it was. It was not expensive at all. Oh yeah, it's. Please play it. Yeah, I, I think you would enjoy it. Yeah, I'm definitely going to get to that at some point for sure. The next one I never played, but I've always wanted this, and I still don't own a copy. kind of irks me a little bit. I can, 
I, I really wanted to play this when I came out. And I, it was just, you know, I didn't have money for everything. So you had to pick and choose what I got. And this was mm-hmm. one of them that I let go, that I kind of regret letting go. And, you know, I, I can go buy a copy today and play it. I just need to have the time. But this game always looked cool. Just the cover alone sold me on it. And that is The Suffering for PS2. And I think it was also on Xbox. Mm-hmm. I never played it either. I, you know, I held it in my hand several times and just never. It reviewed pretty well. It did. I mean, it did because it, it got a sequel. It did. Yeah. The the cover is like, to me, the, the cover is iconic. I mean, if you were alive and like, in a, you know, not, not like too young and you saw that cover, I think it would stick with you. It was a guy getting shocked in an electric chair. Like. It was very, very memorable. I can picture it in my head, like, very vividly. Okay, there was a movie, and I want to say it's from the 80s, of just that picture. Uh, oh, it was like the a, same thing? Yeah, a guy in an electric chair getting shocked. And it was a movie. Okay. And I, I can't remember what the movie was. I'll remember it. But, yes, if you uh, come across it, it and compare the two, I think that's where they got the premise from. Because the guy didn't die. Yeah, it's like he got you know electrocuted and he didn't die. And this was in the movie, and the suffering kind of same thing. Yeah, but go check the game out, guys. If you see it, definitely pick it up. I'm sure it's worth getting. I will definitely be picking one up if I can find one out in the wild for a reasonable price. Wes, this next one's all you because I don't know anything about this. I'd never seen the movie, never played the game. <sighs> I know this is like a classic movie. I I actually hear the game is very well too. So it tell me all was. about the thing. Oh man, the thing was You've never seen the thing, the movie, the original movie with Kurt Russell. Mm-mm. No. Okay, so the premise is they are in the Antarctic and you know, a group of I can't remember. I they well, I don't think they were explorers, but they go and investigate, you know, this base and an alien shows up, but the alien can kind of mimic whatever it touches so you Mm. don't know who is the thing or not that's an Um, awesome premise that's that's awesome (laughs) i love that it the movie it definitely had a sense of paranoia uh but like there's one scene in the movie that i'll never ever forget it's you know it's like this the creature kind of comes out of this dude's body a la alien style and the head falls to the ground, but then it grows legs like a spider and like crawls Oh, that away. is awesome. Oh my so, God, that's so fantastic. So the game picks up after the movie. Because uh, in the in the movie, Kurt Russell survives and he does a recording of what's going on. You are a, a team sent to find out what happened to the first team. And you come across that same recording that Kurt Russell did. So oh, it picks man. up. It picks up right after the movie. Uh, and you, again, at the same premise, like the alien can mimic, so you don't know who the thing is and who it isn't. And a sense of paranoia sets in um, with the other players in the game because they don't trust you. And, you know, it's, oh my God, it was, and it's scary. It is so scary. Dude, you're making me want to check out not just the game, but I definitely feel like I need to go back and check out the movie. Holy cow. Yeah. Oh, man. I remember picking it up. I knew it was coming out. And I want to say Sierra or Universal put it out uh, because we had a rep that used to come in the store. And I kept talking about, oh, my God, I can't wait for this movie to think. Can't wait for it to think. And he's like, oh, here you go. And I was like, oh, my God. Dude, I played it to completion like that night. (laughs) so it was so good i enjoyed it so much you know i i wish they do another one or do a remake you know i'd love to see it on the game side i really would i wish more companies would do that if they're not going to make sequels to their movies like just put it out in a game form like that's so gnarly like that's awesome man like you know ghostbusters did that before like the, the the most recent reboot of ghostbusters that video game that came out probably around 2014 2015 something actually might have been even older than that uh but that one that came out was called ghostbusters the video game that was considered ghostbusters 3 at the ghostbusters 3 yeah 
Yep. So huh. I love when stuff when when companies do things like that. I'm well, yeah, to check this out. That's similar, like the Buffy, because like the Buffy was like an extension of the series. It was mm-hmm. another episode. Yeah, it, it was like it another, was another episode. episode. It's exactly how it was. So if you were watching the the show and stuff, you would you would just it would fit in perfectly. It would. It would. I I'd love that premise. That was that's great. They need to do it more often. Absolutely. So the next game we brought up before, but we're going to bring it up again. And my question to you, Wes, will be if you've watched the movies, is, is this, since we're having to talk about extensions, is this an extension of Aliens? Speaking of Alien Isolation. Yes, it is. It's an, it's an extension of the first Alien because you deal okay. with one alien. Okay. And you are Ripley's daughter. Okay. In search of your mother. That's awesome. It is. So you're on this derelict spaceship and you find, you know, with the crew and everything and it's it's scenes and you know from the movie, from the original alien movie. Uh but there's there's an alien on board and just I just I really I wanted a sequel so bad. So bad. <laughs> and they never gave me one. Yeah, this I just need to need to check it out. Yeah, I just uh, I don't think Alien Isolation got the love it deserved because that game was was fantastic. It was so good. Yeah, I, I definitely need to get into it at some point, man. Like I said, I love I love like Metroid and stuff. I beat Metroid Zero earlier this year, and it was fantastic. Obviously, I played the GBA version of that, so mm-hmm. just that whole vibe of you being alone, aliens, no one's around you. You're there to. Do everything yourself, essentially. Are there other people in the game? I didn't even ask that. So are you by yourself, or are there other people? You come across a few other people. They're like space pirates. Okay. Um, there's rogue androids in oh, there Okay. that try to attack you. Um, but it's, it's really all, and it's a lot of stealth, because the thing is, when the alien shows up, it's, he can hear you, and you hide in a locker and there's a button where you can hold your breath because if you breathe, he can hear you and he comes up to the locker and it's just the, the tension that it just builds in that game. <laughs> oh my God. I loved it. And it had some of the best jump scares in, in a game that I've experienced in a long time because you know, you're running down the hall, walking down the hall and it's quiet. And all of a sudden the alien busts out of a vent and it makes you want to drop your controller. Like, holy crap. <laughs> that's that's going to be the first part of our segue into our next discussion, which is yes. all about some of the best jump scares that we're aware of. I wouldn't say it's the best jump scares of all time necessarily, but these are some of the best jump scares that Wes and I have experienced in games in our decades long of mm. playing them. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so Alien Isolation, right off the bat, he just mentioned the first one there. Um, we do want to mention off the top of this part too, there's a game that Wes and I haven't played, but it's like renowned for jump scares and that's called Outlast. There's a series of them. They're supposed to have some of the best jump scares as well. Wes and I have never played it, but if you guys want to check out something that's supposed to have great jump scares, go check out Outlast. That was the, uh, the game that takes place like in the dark or infrared and you're in this insane asylum or a jail. That's the one, right? I think so i i remember everything yeah, was like black one. and green like yes i don't know if you yes. have like goggles on or something i don't know why the hell everything's yeah. black and green but i, I yeah seen that in the game i couldn't play i couldn't play i i've known friends that have played it and they're like oh my god the game was so scary i can't play <laughs> i can't play <laughs> i mean the i'm gonna say when to this next section the game that I had to stop playing, I need to go back and do it. Uh, it's fantastic. I just couldn't handle it. I thought I was going to have a heart attack. And that was playing Resident Evil 7 in VR. Um, there's a few different jump scares in the game. Mm. Wes is going to mention one in a second. But just to kind of segue from what you were saying, I couldn't finish that game because I thought I was going to have a heart attack. Like I would play 20 to 40 minutes max. And I'd be like sweating and panicking and having to take off my headset. Like I can't do this anymore, and then I just never went back to it after, after doing that a few times. You know, I didn't I didn't progress very far into the game, but it scared the living crap out of me. 
Yeah, I got a bad heart. I can't. I can't do the VR. <laughs> I, I I torture myself and do just the regular ones, but I, dude, in VR, I just I wouldn't. I would. My heart would just stop, and that'd be it. And I'd be dead. <laughs> my heart's apparently I, fine, but I really felt like I was going to have a heart attack. So I I had I literally had to stop because I was like concerned. <laughs> can't, can't do it. Can't do it. But you know, you're talking about Resident Evil. I mean, probably the number one jump scare that everybody remembers is from Resident Evil 1 when the dogs jumped through the glass. That was the first time I remember being scared in a video game. I was at my friend's house. Yes. And I think he set it up so it was like, he knew it was coming because he was laughing his ass off after it happened. But like me and my other friend were like, oh, you got to check this out. And I don't remember if I was playing or my friend was, but man, when that dog busted through that window, I was so freaking scared and we were playing at night like it was the middle of the night yep all the lights yep. were shut off everybody was asleep yep. it was just like the, the three of us playing this game and i never played anything like that before i was like holy crap what is this that was that has to be the number one jump scare on everybody's list it's gotta be if you if you've experienced that then it has to be on there i mean i don't know if the same effect holds up today because it's been out for so long and, you know, right. they, the remakes and stuff. But it's if you live through that. Right. That's on. Yeah. You can't there, tell me that didn't scare you. There's 12 year olds listening now. Like, that's not scary. <laughs> <laughs> Played some way more horrific shit than what we're talking about. But at the time, oh, at the time, it was intense. It was intense. That that did. I stopped playing because I would play at night like you. I'd sit on the floor and just play in front of my television and I'd stop playing. I was like, oh, nope, I'm done. <laughs> we did have another one you wanted to mention about Resident Evil before we move on to some other horror games. And this was Resident Evil 7. Uh, I didn't make it this far, but you put in here Old Lady Pit Fight. Oh, my God. Yes. Wow. Okay, so if anybody has played Resident Evil 7, there's a part where you're fighting the old lady and you win and you're in a pit. And you knock her out. So you you climb out of the pit. And I'm running to the door. And she jumps out of nowhere. <laughs> I threw my controller. And I was like, okay, I'm I'm done. I yeah, I had to go take like my heart medicines or something. Cause it was it it did me in, man. I just it imagine doing that before. I couldn't. <laughs> my daughter was laughing. Because uh, she was watching me play. Uh, yo, that, that, please tell me in the comments, you know what I'm talking about. I that wish I made it that far. So I knew, I, I would know what you're talking about. But unfortunately, I, did, I didn't continue playing to get to that point. Yeah, I was like, oh, she's, I knocked her out. She's good. She's still in the pit. <laughs> so I have a similar story. I mentioned this before, so I'm sorry if it's a repeat for some of you guys, but, uh, playing the first Condemned on Xbox 360, you get to this place with all these mannequins and stuff, and I forget the names of like the different types of enemies there. I have no idea. But you see this enemy ahead of you, and there's a, you're in a room full of mannequins, and he goes down like down a stairwell. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's a shooter. You have guns, and you have like melee weapons, and your, your, your gun ammo is kind of limited. They want you to use the melee weapons. But I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to try to sneak up on this dude because I don't know that he saw me. All I know is that this, this creature went over the top of a stairwell and down. So I'm like walking through all these freaking mannequins, which is already creepy to begin with. And I get to the point where I'm like, instead of walking down the steps, I'm just going to look down and shoot if I can shoot him. And as soon as you look down, a quick like cut scene happens in a jump scare. I think jumped up like at the screen. I threw my damn controller and my hand was underneath my keyboard because I was connected to like my, uh, my computer monitor. Uh, Cut my hand. I started bleeding. I was like, oh my <laughs> god, dude. <laughs> Damn game just made me bleed. What the hell's this? But wow. I, I was terrified, man. And like that scared the crap out of me. That game was awesome, by the way. I do remember the mannequins. I yeah. definitely remember the mannequins. And I remember them just kind of showing up. It's like, oh my god. Mannequins are creepy as they are anyway. Yeah. It was already creepy but, just dealing with that. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, no, nah, I remember that. It was, uh, 
I mean, it wasn't a jump scare, but something kind of similar was when uh, in the DLC for Resident Evil 8, The Village, you're playing as the girl and you're running through a house and there's like, when you turn your back, there's like these mannequins that are following you and you hear them. But when you turn around, they stop. Right, they're just mannequins again. Yep. And their their eyes glow and I was like, Yeah. I'm playing this in the daytime when my wife is home. <laughs> Eight I never played, man. That's still on my list of things to do. I, I there's a gold edition that I'm gonna get eventually. Uh and the gold edition has a VR mode. So that's the plan to get the gold edition at some point in the future for eight. Well you, well, you have fun with that. <laughs> Yeah, I'll probably do the same thing I did with 7 and play it to like an extent and I'm just like, all right, I've had enough. I can't do this anymore. I'm sure that's what's going to happen. This next one is one of yours too. Uh, So this is Fear, which I brought that up and you're like, holy Mm. crap, I haven't thought about Fear in a long time. Um, uh, This is a series, again, I never played, but you have some familiarity and what was the jump scare you would have mentioned for Fear? Oh, okay. As a whole, Fear was good. Fear was really good. It was a first person shooter with bullet time that was a oh, okay. bullet was a that was a bullet time was a thing bullet and, time if you guys don't know what that is if you're younger or something it's basically that feature that if you ever played like max Payne, where you can slow down time when you shoot that's in the matrix right exactly in the matrix when neil's dodging bullets that's bullet time everything kind of slows down around you and um it was really good but it was a a horror game it was scary so you are a mercenary, and as you are going through the, your level, you come to a point where you need to climb out of, you need to climb up the ladder to get to the next floor. And the girl that you kind of see throughout the game, her name is Alma. So as you're climbing up, you get to the top, and she's just standing there <laughs> out of nowhere. Like the lights go out, and it's like, oh my god, that's awesome! Oh man, yeah, that was definitely a jump scare because you were not expecting it at all, right? I'm sure the camera you don't see crap, and then all of a sudden you get up there and she's just there, like, oh no, and she's (laughs) just there. It's like, oh my goodness, (laughs) but no, fear as a whole, as as a series, is pretty good. One, two, and three, you know, fear stood for something, it was like. Something, oh man, yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to remember. But fear stood for seven. It was like F-E-A-R. it did. Yeah, it did. It was an acronym for for something. Right. It's it's, it's eluding me now. I'm not going to remember it. But uh, yeah, I always heard those games were good. Uh, check them out if you guys can. The final one I want to mention. Uh, this was one of mine. This is another VR game. So I'm sure Wes didn't play this, but this. This was one of my earliest VR experiences when I first got a PSVR, you know, back in the day. I don't remember what year it came out. But uh, Until Dawn was a good game. And Until Dawn on Russia Blood uh, was a... It really had nothing to do with Until Dawn other than there was some, some same creepy stuff in the game. Which is, I guess, why they used the title. But you're basically on a roller coaster. And killer clowns and all sorts of other demons and stuff are, mm-hmm. you know, out to get you. But there's... I don't even have one jump scare in here because there's just jump scares all over the place. And it's horrifying. Like the first time a clown, a killer clown jumps out at you and they're like in VR, in your face, and uh, they have like a meat cleaver. Yeah, you're going to remember that. It's going to stick in your mind for a while, especially if it's one of your early VR experiences. And that definitely stayed with me. Uh, giant mm-hmm. spider at one point, like right in front of your face, jumping on you. That's, that's fun. <laughs> um but check out Until Dawn, Russia Blood. It's a, it's a great way to scare the crap out of somebody in VR. I can't do it. I got a thing for clowns, man. I can't do it. Can't do it. <laughs> yeah, clowns are freaking creepy, man. That, that one evil. definitely got to me. All right, guys. Thank you for joining us for this special edition of Nerd Enthusiast Gaming Podcast for Halloween time, October 2023. We appreciate your support. Uh, if you guys want to support us financially, that would be fantastic if you feel like doing that. Patreon.com slash Nerdthusiast is where you would go to do that. You can support us for as little as $1 a month. 
uh, and get exclusive content over there. At the $5 level, you can get early ad-free access to a variety of our shows, including this one. Wes, thank you for joining me today. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's always, always fun to talk about games, so I enjoy being here. Heck yeah. If people want to keep up with you, where can they follow you at? You can follow me at Grendel5XBX on Instagram, or you can catch me at Level Up Entertainment at the Hamilton Mall in Mays Landing, New Jersey. I'm at, you guys can follow me at FromNJ2CA over on Twitter. The two is a number two. Make sure you guys follow the company also, at Enthusiast. We're on YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. You name it, we're probably on there. Thank you guys so much for watching this month. Until next time, you take care. Take care, guys.